Hello, Oregon. It's Monday, November 2nd. This is Elliot Noose with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. The debate over the policy response to the massive Oregon wildfires ignited on Labor Day is just getting underway. In their first three days alone, the Labor Day fires burned 750,000 acres, more than all but four entire fire seasons recorded in the past. And as the frequency and intensity of such conflagrations increase due to global warming and old-school fire suppression policies, the need for the state to find effective solutions has become acute. Officials often point to the practice of forest management, that is, a combination of logging, controlled burns, and underbrush removal, as a way to reduce fire risk in Oregon's forests. But for Oregon's Westside forests, such large-scale treatments may be ecologically impractical, economically unfeasible, or flat-out ineffective. Oregon's Labor Day fires took place on some of the most heavily logged timberlands in the state, and when it came to saving trees, lives, and property, that management was largely irrelevant. In fact, some contend it may have made the problem worse. Some experts say that it might be impossible to fireproof the forests, and the resources would be better spent fireproofing communities and homes. For more on this report, go to OregonLive.com wildfires. A judge said Friday he'd order restrictions on federal officers policing downtown Portland protests, and he ordered the government and a coalition that had sued to hammer out the details. U.S. District Judge Michael Mossman found that tweets by President Trump helped incite improper conduct by federal officers responding to racial justice protests in Portland. Mossman said the tweets, along with other statements from administration officials, suggest evidence of potential retaliation by federal officers against protesters based on their speech. On that basis, Mossman granted a preliminary injunction in the case brought against the U.S. Department of Homeland Security by two state lawmakers, the Portland-based Western State Center, a local church, and a legal observer. Mossman asked both sides to agree on the contours of the injunction before Election Day, when mass protests are expected. Mossman suggested the rules of engagement broadly curb any violent or aggressive law enforcement activity against entirely peaceful protesters and suggest setting a perimeter for enforcement by federal officers outside the Mark O. Hatfield United States Courthouse. The rules, Mossman said, might also include barring the direct tear gassing or pepper spraying of nonviolent protesters and avoiding knocking down nonviolent protesters or chasing those who are separate from violent agitators. He said officers must also have probable cause to arrest people. Air travel is steadily picking up after a near shutdown last spring as the coronavirus set in across the country. At Portland International Airport, air travel was down more than 90% in April and May, but has recovered steadily. Even so, passenger volumes in October were down two-thirds from the same month in 2019. Airlines scrapped many Portland flights last spring, but have resumed some of them and are clearly hoping for a strong revival around the holidays and into 2021. Already, carriers have restarted flights to Guadalajara, Los Cabos, and Puerto Vallarta, Denver, and Vancouver, British Columbia. Alaska Airlines will start nonstop service to Fort Lauderdale and Cancun this month, while Hawaiian Airlines expects to resume Maui service on November 20th, and will increase service to Honolulu in, in December. Transoceanic flight won't resume until next year, but Condor Airlines says it will fly between Frankfurt and PDX in May. The Port of Portland says it hopes Delta Airlines will restore service to Tokyo and Amsterdam sometime in the spring. 
The Oregon Supreme Court has thrown out the conviction of a man who was 19 years old when prosecutors said he used a sledgehammer to beat his cousin's great-grandmother to death. The High Court on Thursday reversed Micah Duane Ward's aggravated murder and murder convictions, finding that the prosecution didn't prove that Ward made a knowing, intelligent, and voluntary waiver of his right to refrain from self-incrimination when detectives interrogated him. Prosecutors later used his statements to incriminate him before a Washington County jury. The court found officers had violated Ward's right to remain silent during an initial interrogation, that Ward was jailed for four days without counsel, and that he was read his Miranda rights several hours before a second interrogation. Ward's case will be sent back to the Washington County Circuit for a new trial. Newly diagnosed cases of the coronavirus continue to set records in Oregon. The Oregon Health Authority announced 524 new cases of COVID-19 on Sunday, marking a record fourth day in a row that cases have exceeded the 500 mark. Sunday's case count follows 575 cases on Thursday, a single-day record of 600 cases on Friday, and 555 cases on Saturday. The state's seven-day average of new known cases per day now stands at about 455. That's also an all-time high. Thanks for listening. You'll find more news at OregonLive.com, and you can support our journalism with a subscription at OregonLive.com slash pod support.